If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome, friends, to Unlocked, episode 281. It's the world's number one Xbox show. Coming up on this week's episode, we've got some news on BioWare's new IP, and it's out sooner than you might think. Some Star Wars Battlefront 2 news, Marvel signing a multi-game deal with Square Enix, and the former head of Grand Theft Auto finding himself uh, starting a new studio. So all that and more coming up right now. Gentlemen, I've got Destin Legary to Hi, my buddy. right. Marty Sleva. Great. You look good. Thanks, man. Looking, I just want to pet Feel this. good. Yeah. February. That John Finnegan. Up. First appearance here. On the, Shum, front, chomp, in chomp, front chomp, of the chomp. camera. That's actually, wait, that since, might since be a lie. of this year. Second. Well, oh, was that when, when I wasn't here? Were you on? Yeah. Was that this year? Was that this year? I can't right. remember. Two weeks ago. Forget it. We're like a month into the year and already time is like blurred. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. So, uh, you know, the, the, the topic I actually wanted to start with was something I was thinking about over the weekend, tweeted it out and got a lot of interesting responses to this. Is it just me, guys, or is Halo, does Halo Wars 2, which, by the way, is out in three weeks, mm-hmm. three weeks from yesterday, in fact, does it have like no buzz whatsoever? I, yep. I would agree with that. Yep. Zero. And it's unfortunate. I mean, it's especially in comparison to uh, some of the other big games coming out in the next month or so, like uh, For Honor and Horizon and Prey. Zelda. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Prey comes out in May. I'm just saying that yeah. games that come out in the next, like, four weeks, uh, no one's talking about Halo Wars 2. And they've been running a Blitz mode multiplayer beta for a while, and I just feel like nobody nobody's talking about this game for, for better or for worse. And, and that's – it's unfortunate because – it's a the first one was great. I, I mean, I gave it a nine back in the day at my old place, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm really looking forward to playing this one. But my take, I, I am of the opinion that Microsoft has leaned too hard into the multiplayer for mm-hmm. this. And uh, speaking personally, uh, multiplayer in an RTS is just makes me want to roll my eyes in the back of my head. But I'm super interested in the campaign because mm-hmm. Halo Wars One had a great campaign. Yeah. Those uh, the blur. Mm-hmm. Blur powered cinematics, which we're, we are getting again. I'm excited for those. For Halo Wars <laughs> too. But, and I, but I feel like Microsoft's barely shown the campaign at all, which I, I believe seems to be to the, to the detriment. I think you're right. Of I the played game's buzz. So I played it. Yeah. Uh, me and Brandon Tyrell went to a preview event, I guess. While I was gone. It was yeah, a couple weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And I don't think I got to talk about it on the show because the embargo hadn't lifted at that right. point. But uh, I got to play one mission of the campaign. Just the first the mission or just one from the middle somewhere? They weren't specific. It was towards the beginning of the game, okay. but it, I don't know if it was the first mission. Okay. It may, maybe one of the first three. It was good. It seemed cool. Uh, they didn't let us, they didn't show us any like uh, of the cutscenes or anything like that. Even the story of the mission itself wasn't like, you could tell this wasn't like a one key of the story mi- yeah, mission. A key yeah. story mission that a turning point of the game. Were you on uh, Xbox with the gamepad or, or mouse and keyboard on a PC? I played it both times. Both. Okay. Yeah. So they had both PC Good. and Xbox there available to play. I played both. Me and Brandon Tyrell both played both extensively just because we wanted to get a handle. That was one of the things that was very surprising. Is like I was kind of a with the first Halo Wars, I was kind of a hater because I come from StarCraft mm-hmm. on PC, and I was like, you can't beat this. But then 
when you play it on console, felt real good. It actually right. felt really yep. good. Yeah, they did a great job of adapting the types of actions you need to do in an RTS to be successful to a gamepad, which I didn't think it was possible. So I wanted to make sure I got a good amount of hands-on time this time around, and it feels pretty good. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like there is no buzz about it, even at the event. Like I could tell I was with a bunch of people who weren't exactly sure of what they were looking at. Like they know Halo to be what it is, right? right? The first person shooter mega franchise of Microsoft. And they weren't even, a lot of them didn't, maybe hadn't even played the first one or only had known of it peripherally. I just, I wonder though, I want to, I want to pose a question to you guys. Yeah. Is there any reality in which this works to Microsoft's benefit? No. Because I mean, having a low expectation mean it, you can't short it. I don't, well, I don't think it's true. I don't think it's a right? low expectation. I just think it doesn't have mind share. Yeah, I, like, I don't, think anyone, I I don't think anyone thinks the game's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. No, um, not at all. I think fact, it's just probably going to be pretty darn good. Yeah, I think it's just we only have a finite number of games we can play and think about and talk about, and that is occupied more so by Resident Evil and uh, yeah. For Honor. Here's my problem. Where's our marketing lead-up? There's no blur teasers. There's no live-action shorts like they did with Halo in the past. There's just there's literally nothing. And it's like, hey, we have a multiplayer beta. It's like, cool. Where's your trailers? Like, you look at For Honor and what they're doing. They're doing a ton of marketing mm-hmm. right now, revealing new characters, doing uh, open betas, uh, advertising constantly on yeah, the Ubisoft fair. side. What's going on with uh, uh, Halo? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, it, for me, I don't think you can. I don't think that this is a mistake. Like, I think this is a calculated decision on Microsoft's part, which is like, I don't. I don't know that you. It see, like I said, it seems like it's part of the design in order to not market it that way, right? Because the cost of advertising something like with you know blur cinematics and like broadcast commercials and stuff, it should be high, right? Yeah, we I mean, think it's. They have the cinematics up. already, though, so right. they can they must pull, have the, pull out short snippets and make a thirty-second commercial. They could. You're Which, right, but I think at the, even even in terms of, not even in terms of not the production, right? Like buying the advertising space, like putting it out there, yeah. making sure you control the message and stuff. All of that requires a cost. I, I yes. wonder if someone on the Microsoft Microsoft side said. What we're gonna get out of this game isn't worth that cost. Or marketing budget, or yeah. unless yeah. they're f- fully like lay all all locked in on a Super Bowl spot, like an Xbox Super Bowl. Oh yeah, so that's the other thing. Uh, it's like, what if it does feature some of this? Like, yeah. I, I, we, that, that we would, know we know Nintendo has one for Switch yep, and Zelda. It was it went up today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we don't know. Um, I mean, maybe we're recording this a couple days before the Super Bowl. I, I don't know be, if Microsoft has a history of doing. I think Budweiser will have one too. A trailer probably will. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that certainly would make this whole conversation. Very moot. I, yeah, I'm, really, Halo Wars I'm really intrigued to see if either of the first parties have but, uh, Super Bowl spots. Do, or either of the other first parties. There's no guarantee, but wouldn't wouldn't Microsoft be trumpeting up? Wouldn't they be pre-promoting mm. the fact that they have a a Halo Wars two Super Bowl yeah. ad? Like watch Maybe. our watch our sexy new ad. Like have a show on a teaser and see the whole thing during the right. Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't know. But Good yeah, point. I mean, I, I think you're onto something there, Sean. Is I, I do wonder if because the common replies I got to my tweet were, you know, oh, it's you know. RTS and not a lot of people care about strate- real-time strategy games. Uh, a lot of people were, oh yeah, you know, it's multiplayer is uh, is they've been pushing multiplayer and nobody, you know, mm-hmm. people are getting kind of tired of that. They want the campaign, but yeah, it's it. They probably do have their. I mean, not probably. They do have their forecast for how that game's going to sell. Yeah, and maybe they've. They, I mean, of course, they set their marketing budget accordingly, and maybe they kind of thought, well. We're just going to kind of rely on hope, you know, on the game being good and the word of mouth of yeah. it being a game you should play. Just going off that, it's like it, take a look at the first Halo Wars. What made it successful? It was that no one saw it coming, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no one sees this one coming either. So maybe is, they replicate that is, success. I don't know. Do you know is the game gold? I don't is know it, if it's, is it I haven't seen. In, an there is no chance of this being delayed. I know Horizon. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, not to my okay. knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no reason to believe why it would be delayed, but if. <laughs> they are deciding to delay. Marty's that convinced. would explain why there's no television campaign. I mean, what I, I played it. seemed pretty close sure. to. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, you know, I heavily assume it is not being delayed. Yeah, yep. they may do like some final tweaks. Like they were talking a little bit about controls. They were specifically interested in how we felt the game. I'm sure it's gonna get press release support. Did you play the first one, Sean? Yeah. So on the gamepad, did mm-hmm. did the Halo Wars two feel? Just as good on the gamepad. Your memory? Yeah, yeah. Just as good. I think that's a little bit of a complaint for me. 
Is that it yeah. felt just as good? Like I think in what year was Halo Wars the uh, last I one? I believe it was my, either 09 or 2010. Yeah, so that's two. my main complaint is like with six or seven years, you would have expected it to evolve a little bit and feel a little better than you remember it. But it felt as good, which is not a bad thing. But uh, they were very specifically interested in like, hey, if you have feedback on the gamepad specifically, then, you know. Let us yep. know. I mean, the one thing is that. the one thing is like in the past seven years they haven't really there haven't been a ton of console RTSs, so it's not like someone came along and was like we revolutionized console RTSs. I don't I mean, think there have been XCOM? any XCOM. Uh, that's not a, that's turn based. That's turn based. Yeah, that's real right. yeah, real that's time right. strategy. I'm not sure <laughs> there, there might been literally any. have been none. Yeah. Uh, now there was there was a remember there was a wave of them uh, on 360. There was there was Halo Wars. There was uh, Supreme Commander Two. Lord of the Rings One. Battle Battle yeah. for Middle Earth mm-hmm. Two, which I actually played all the way through on the 360. Yeah. Was there a Command and Conquer. There was a Command and Conquer game. There was uh, there were a couple of other sort of more peripheral ones. Yeah. And yeah, then it all seemed to the market yeah. seemed to dry up just as fast as it as it had popped up. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess the point of this, I know there are probably already people who are who are thinking that we're ripping on Halo Wars 2 and that's actually not the case it's no. the opposite. I I just wonder why why is no one is is it Microsoft's fault that no one's talking about so, this game? Is it just uh, by design that again that that it's just they're hoping that's going to come out to good reviews and and word of mouth's going to pick it up but it just seems a little unfortunate that we haven't seen more of the campaign more of the the mm. undoubtedly good blur cinematic story stuff and that yeah this game's out in 3 weeks and it seems to be just MIA I think Sean's earlier point is right on the money where he said they figured out that hey if we invest in all these marketing campaigns it is not going to turn into sales dollars because people don't know the Halo Wars franchise or whatever they discovered using that data they're just like it's not worth investing the money our best way is to just let it go out or worse like you market it to people who have a preconceived notion of what Halo is which is a first person shooter sure. and then you're and, giving them something that they don't want and it's damaging like, yeah that's yeah. the other RTS you know? gameplay isn't sexy on TV to, to like that's the average also, person absolutely. like blur cinematics are but Although, that isn't Although I would say, in terms of what the game looks like, it, looks it cool. is really okay. cool. Yeah, like yeah. because there's a lot more, at least there's a lot more emphasis on air units this time around than I remember there being in the first Halo Wars. So, like for instance, uh, the UNSC, yeah, Hornets are a huge, huge sort of like you need that. It's your air DPS because they're great at scouting and they're really quick and they're cheap to produce. So, like a lot of your battles will have these big air units flying around above and like DPSing people down on the, and like tanks and wraiths and stuff. Uh, I love air I units. Know. Like my favorite thing in Starcraft All was units. Protoss. If you can stop that Zergarash, you just go in with your air units uh, pretty early on and uh, you can just crush everybody. So excited to do stuff like that in Halo Wars. You are literally the first person I've heard mention anything technical about Starcraft maybe in years around <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Protoss. <laughs> last question I have on this topic is for you, Sean. And yeah. it's, so what, <clears throat> just what did you think of of that that out of context campaign mission that you did get to play because again myself and I think a lot of our audience want to know about Halo Wars 2 single player campaign. Um again, we didn't see too much. The mission itself was about 15 or 20 minutes. You were tasked with going in, building a base like a forward base. Yep building up a little bit of an army and then taking control of three separate nodes on the map, which you need to control in order to be able to teleport your army up to okay. a ra- uh, what are the really big covenant capital oh, ships? Uh, the, uh, uh, huge. <laughs> oh, I'm blanking on the spot and I'm going to yeah. get so much crap in the comments. Me too. For this. I mean, I've, I love capital, halo, but I forget. Ships. It's like the remember, <laughs> remember in, uh, remember reach that, that commercial that they released, mm-hmm. the one minute one, and he like jet pa- or you know Noble Six jetpacks up to the, I guess it's not Noble Six, whoever you play the Spartan you replaced Sean as Finnegan, Noble fake Six. Halo boy. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my Do favorite commercials of all time. Yeah, but kidding. like the stand-in for Noble Six, he takes the bomb from Cat and then he jetpacks up to that capital. Where's our yeah. commercials like that for Halo Wars? Exactly. Well, on- we all oh, remember God. that commercial. Yeah, that's an amazing commercial. But uh, uh, it's one of those ships that you're supposed to go destroy and. It seemed fun, but it's the mechanics were very simple RTS mechanics, right? Like build and create an army, use that army to control a base mm-hmm. uh, or a couple of bases, and then you move on to the next level. The story seemed a little copy and paste. Like you're playing, like one of your main uh, units is a Spartan whose name I'm forgetting. It's not Master Chief. Lock. That one, yeah. It's and like, he dies. It's no, one of the kidding. lesser known Spartans. 
It starts with a J, but it's not John. Yeah. Oh, George. It's not. It, it's not that guy. He's the Spartan that's Two. The one from, He's the Spartan Two. Is he a Spartan? Yeah. Okay. So that maybe it's that guy. I forget. <laughs> Uh, the footage will confirm we have it somewhere, but then uh, uh, it seemed a little like it seemed a little canned is all you know, like it wasn't the most innovative thing in the world, the most interesting thing in the world, but it's also a kind of covenant cruiser throwaway mission. Yeah. Not that that I mean, that has a negative connotation, sure. but I don't yeah. mean it to be like that. Yeah. A non-essential mission, let's call it. We really need to stop talking about Halo Wars. We really need to go on the next stop. <laughs> this is uh, yeah, forget it. Uh, anyway. Y'all know what the ship, know what the ship is. Millennium. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Halo, Halo, Wars 2, Halo Wars 2 is out on February 21st. We will be talking about it because we will be playing it. Uh, some, of the, some of the replies I got, and I don't think people were trolling, were like, oh, I didn't this? even realize that was coming out, or I thought it came out in the fall. So, That's not great. No. We'll be on it. That's our job. That's what we do here. All right, let's move on to the news proper, and I wanted to start actually with some breaking news. What? This is, this breaking is, news. Yeah, this <laughs> is off the cuff as it gets. If you watched any of us look at our phones yeah. in the last 10 minutes, yeah. this is why. This is this never happens yeah. on this show. Like 2017 is a new glorious yeah, year for Unlocked. Breaking because, news. Can we do that? Uh, so normally this would happen. <laughs> is that how it goes? This would happen 10 minutes after we got off the air, but uh, we're just in ZeniMax, uh, as many of you may have been aware, filed suit against oculus uh, and specifically sort of john carmack for accusing him of stealing code and and uh zenimax intellectual property zenimax the parent company of bethesda correct yeah. uh, on his way out of of zenimax because of course he was co-founder of id who mm-hmm. got bought by zenimax and now uh, john carmack has moved on to oculus where he's the, the i believe the chief technical officer if memory serves Z- uh, so they filed suit they were asking for a total twenty dollars of- was it more? Two billion. Uh, four billion dollars. Right? Yeah. Two billion in damages yeah. and two billion more in punitive damages. In other words, in fu punishment money. That's what punitive damages are. That's uh, we're just in from IGN News lead Andrew Goldfarb. Zenimax won the Oculus suit. They get five hundred million dollars. So this is interesting. Probably. Why That's wouldn't they money. get if they won? Clearly, that means that the ju- the court ruled in favor of the, the, the jury found in their favor. Yes. Right. But then why wouldn't you? How? How? You, why you, not you get the full for way you, more. Yeah, you ask for okay. the moon, and yeah. with the, usually you're going to get light. Now sometimes you get more. Like I think like that's rare. Did the did, with the Hulk Hogan thing? Did did he get more? He did get more. He not got by than a more ton, than what what he asked but for. He did get more. But yeah. anyways, but yeah, it's you're not guranteed to get that. Yeah. it's but just they, what you're it. what we, you think the jury should award you, and then the jury considers that, and the judge considers that. So the jury was probably like, okay, how much damage did this really do to the company? We think it was this much. That's why we're only awarding you five hundred million dollars. Only this has been a really yeah. <laughs> well, this has I been know. a really two billion. I know bigger hit. Like this has been a really interesting lawsuit. I don't know if you guys have been following it, but I've been reading about it like because it's super it's crazy like mark zuckerberg and palmer it, lucky yeah John they got Carmen subpoenaed it's, it's a, to yeah. appear on the bench huge impact yeah. on the on the industry that like, we cover uh, and love the prosecution uh for zenimax like really went after palmer lucky and accused him of not being anywhere near the genius that anyone thinks he is like that he couldn't have possibly come up with this tech on right. his own without carmack yeah without carmack and not and yeah that carmack must have like that he after leaving uh bethesda and zenimax or id uh retroactively came back to the campus in order to take more information on a UF speed drive. Like there's all wow. kinds of crazy accusations. It's really funny because it's very similar to the face, the initial Facebook lawsuit. Oh yeah. yeah. Lawsuit. Big, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there any proof that he did any of that stuff? Well, I mean, the verdict well, kind of, they must have established so, beyond right? a reasonable well, doubt. I yeah. mean, not that lucky when talking about him going back and not Carmack, John Carmack. Yeah. I mean, maybe right. So like, I mean, that's, that's the accusation is that like he left it, and then later came back and was like, hey, buds, what's up? I'm here to visit. And then took a bunch more information. <laughs> but, so yeah. I want to put into context this 500 mil because when when the news broke, I believe it was last week, of that it was going to the jury, like the, the arguments had concluded and it was going to the to the jury and that they had asked for $2 billion plus $2 billion, I, I was thinking about this like, okay, what if they get even half of what they're asking for, which mm-hmm. that's, that's kind a of billion. what I – they ended up getting less than that, but still a ton of money. So, you know, I was looking at market caps on on companies. So EA's market cap, EA's you know second biggest publisher in the world behind, uh, of course, Activision. What's market cap? That is the amount. If 
it's sort of with the, the, the total value of your company. Got it. Uh, like within, if you're a publicly held company, the, the value, total value of your stocks. Like if somebody wanted to buy you out, that's what if more or less what your company would be valued at. Okay. As I think EA was something like twenty five or twenty nine billion dollars. Wow. Um, e, uh, Ubisoft was about four billion dollars, or or might have been three or three point three point something. So I kind of thought, well, you know. I'm no financial expert at all, uh, but disclaimer. Yeah, just, nobody nobody <laughs> yeah. takes really. You're not. Yeah, but you have. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Would have been far below that, right? Yeah, and that's kind of my thought. Is you know, Zenimax, while they've been producing a, a really nice portfolio of games <laughs> yeah, for the last, the last several of years. years, the fact of the matter is, they're they're, they're you know they have two triple A mega franchises in their portfolio, both uh, under. Todd Howard's team, of course, Fallout and Elder Scrolls. And, you know, Wolfenstein's solid and Doom was, I think, yep. not only obviously reviewed very well, critical, but I think it was pretty good commercial yeah. success. But Evil Within. Evil Within, you know, solid. So, you know, but the, in the business sense, like I, you, I, would, I would purely speculate based on my lack of knowledge of the stock market in any way. If ZeniMax went public, which I looked up, they're not. They are privately held. Uh, their market cap, like they would probably be a, around two, right? Yeah, well, if that one yeah. to one to two billion dollar company. So this is a giant. So forward. The, that's yeah, that's where I'm going with this is the fact that they've they've just been awarded five hundred million dollars puts a whole lot of money into their coffers. Yeah, just that's it just ups the value then of we, the company tremendously. Three <laughs> raises. They, they can for afford everyone. it now. Yeah, nice. yes, that's they can afford works. it no matter how poorly. One or two uh, ended up selling. Mm. Greenlight Fallout Nine. Uh, well, that was going to happen what, anyway. So, what does that mean for Oculus Tech? Is there any impact there? Does it mean? I, we, I, we, all I have is the yeah, text message of the verdict of, of John Carmack. Uh, according to the articles that I read on Reddit and on IGN, uh, one of the accusations was that, uh, or one of the one of the big defenses was that none of the code that existed in any of Zenimax's VR property, John Carmack used. That is like if that's true, like if he didn't use any of the code, he wrote all of the own his own code. Yeah. Then I don't think there'd be any halt as far as the product or the software development. I think you just pay and take it like a speed bump. Yeah. Well, and Facebook obviously can absorb five hundred million dollars. can pretty easily. Mm-hmm. As crazy as that yeah, sounds, for them they, that actually they can. is kind of a speed bump. So it, it's five hundred million plus lawyer costs, which whatever that ends I, up being I for for their lawyers. That but that's much. nothing for them. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine that. That Oculus, as as an entity it's within like Facebook, or will suffer any layoffs or or you know other detrimental effects. I, I just imagine that Zuckerberg writes a check and they they, they move button on. up their business practices and move on. How long have they been together? Who? About two Oculus years, and yeah, Facebook. Right? Two About two years. years. Yeah. How do how are they doing? How's Oculus stock? I thought you were like, well, how's there is no, Yeah. There is no Oculus. They still have that spark in that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I mean, but I just wonder how the VR tech is doing for Facebook. Is this is this investment paying off? That's and now the they get I mean, hit with this huge suit. No, it's a good point, but I think it's way too early to tell. And it's yeah. not even just Oculus and Facebook, but for all of VR, yeah. right? VR like is it's, a marathon. It's not a track meet. Very true. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think anyone who's tried VR can, uh, can tell you that it's like, you know, the future of at least some part of games and potentially way uh has applications far beyond games as well so i think like oculus is betting on that you know mm-hmm. by the way facebook's the, betting 20 on years down the road the fact that probably the, even less 10 the fact that zenimax is a privately held company uh means that 500 mil goes straight to the owners which is Oof. unreal yeah when, when you think about it, you Zen wake and up max <laughs> Zen and max <laughs> Zen- <laughs> Hit the road, yeah. a new point-and-click adventure from LucasArts <laughs> and, and ZeniMax. Great. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, what as to what effect this might have on ZeniMax as opposed to Oculus, I mean, nothing bad. Yeah. <laughs> that much is certain, nothing bad. They, I mean, You guys might be right, though. Maybe they will kind of green light a couple of more, let's call them more new IPs. Or maybe they'll acquire more studios. Entirely possible. Yeah, yeah they've yeah. got – They have id, they have Tango, they have Bethesda. We missed it. It'd be really cool if they greenlit some new IPs. You can't force them. You can't force a segment we're not when there we're still. Yet. Do you know oh, Destin? Yeah, we he we forces there. this all the time. <laughs> I thought That's we were there. Thing. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. Sorry. Sorry, I appreciate the effort. But um, 
yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they've had they, – they did just close – ZeniMax did actually just buy a studio this week. It was uh, so – Non-newsy. I didn't oh, yeah, even write it right. down. Yeah, it's a it's a studio that uh, hadn't heard of it. With all due respect, that has yeah. mostly done a lot of smaller scale stuff, and they they did contribute to Doom apparently on SnapMap. So I okay. suspect I suspect they're being purchased. They're uh, they're out of the uh, Dallas area. I suspect they're being purchased as sort of a to serve as a oh, support studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to work on you know multiplayer maps and other things for cool. for Zenimax's other games. But yeah, we'll see if they decide to. Uh, to go on a shopping spree at all with with any of that 500 mil. Now it's also possible that this isn't over and that Oculus will Facebook will appeal and that that 500 mil could get tied up for for quite some time. Yeah, Zuckerberg does seem like a little bit of a vindictive guy. He may do it. Pretty chill to me. Really? <laughs> yeah. See the Social Network. <laughs> yeah, I, I, saw the, like a, I saw the a movie documentary from... <laughs> made in real time. That well, how long ago was that though? I mean, he's an adult. He has a wife and kids, and he's grown up a lot yeah. since then. You can't be. He, he's not 21 years old anymore. Is what I'm saying. Sure. He's a little smarter about how he handles. Wiser, business. more mature. Target don't yeah, change wait. his stripes. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to invent Facebook, you would have invented Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Movie rules. Destin. Yeah. It does. <laughs> Man, I love it when new IPs are created, Ryan. Don't you? Yeah, I Isn't do. Isn't it really great when we – because we always whine about how many sequels there are all the That's time. That's right. Well, uh, your favorite company, BioWare, makers of mm-hmm. your favorite game ever, Mass Effect. Is it really mm-hmm. your favorite game ever? Ooh, I haven't even thought about that. Uh, it's probably up there. It, yeah, that's probably your Desert Island five. game, right? Mass Effect uh, – I don't know. That's a tough question, Ryan. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it is. We're just going to move on. No, my Desert Island game is <laughs> Destiny because I can tell my climates, I'm on a Desert Island. <laughs> Please help me. I have an incredible Wi-Fi. <laughs> Let's so, do this raid first. <laughs> uh, EA had their, their, uh, their fiscal end of their fiscal year conference call, uh, and they made a distinct point to get on there and start hyping up a new game Mm -hmm. and that is a new ip as yet unnamed publicly from bioware right andrew wilson the ceo of ea saying at the end of the fiscal year our bioware studio oh pardon me the the call wasn't the end of the fiscal year call it was just whatever the last quarter was they're at the end of their fiscal year is march so uh in other words by march 2018 our BioWare studio will be delivering an all-new IP, a clean sheet design with new concepts, new gameplay mechanics, and new stories set in a unique new universe. This game has the potential to fundamentally disrupt the way people think about an action title, emphasis mine there, bringing friends together to play in exhilarating new ways. We're very excited about the future of this new franchise and its ability to attract a large global audience. Uh, real quick before we before we start our conversation, Aaron Flynn, the studio head at Bioware, saying, "Quote: We're creating a new, a unique, a, pardon me, a unique IP that will bring players together in new, exciting, uh, exciting new ways." There's much more to say in the coming months, but for now, I wanted to offer this additional background. In 2012, we began crafting a new universe full of new characters, stories, and gameplay. Our ambition is simple: draw upon 20 plus years of development knowledge and lessons to create something fun and new for you to enjoy with your friends. There's nothing quite as exciting as building a new IP from scratch, and it will be even more thrilling for us to share more with you in the future. So when was Destiny revealed? Shared world shooter, bringing people together uh, worldwide. I was Wasn't there. It or, or, oh. uh, that was 2013, or February. In fact, yeah, it was, gosh, it was four years ago. This well, Technically, it was revealed when we wrote the news story. Yeah. Well, besides, <laughs> technically, we were revealed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not only our first, but we also broke the story of the Destiny mm. Reveal. Yeah. It left the documents at a Panera Bread. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. So, guys, uh, what do we think this is? We have a couple mm-hmm. of distinct clues dropped here. Yeah. And I was going somewhere. When are we going to see it? Star Wars? No, it's not new IPs. You guys were saying <laughs> a lot of a lot of the Twitter comments. He said he was going to do this. Yeah, we're uh, oh, Kotor three, new IP, not no. new IP. No, no, no. We did see some scenes though. They have the old Republic down in Bioware Austin that mm-hmm. that continues to to go. So that we're probably not going to get a Kotor um, three. I mean, everything. This sounds very Destiny. Doesn't it? I so agree. I completely. think this is going to be a multiplayer action rpg i would love to see that because i had i had hopes for destiny being uh 
because you know, w- uh, along with the promise of what the new consoles were going to be, which is like a more PC-like architecture, I thought we'd see more games akin to World of Warcraft or Diablo, where you don't really see straight-up sequels as much as you see iterations and refinements to right. games as part of patches, and then that game just becomes a platform. Destiny really is the first one, and I think they almost got it right. Yeah, I mean, it's just not quite deep enough. Uh, if I think if I if you can actually do it right and create something like that, like there would there was never a World of Warcraft two, for instance, but each one of those expansions was a totally different game with oh, all yeah. new sorts of mechanics and things to do. Mm-hmm. If you could replicate that experience on consoles, I think you'd be even more successful than Destiny inarguably is. Well, People here, play that game for thousands of. Well, hours. and like EA doesn't have something like that in their portfolio. True, and everybody wants the Destiny now. I mean, look at Ubisoft yeah. so, I mean, rolled out the Division, the division. Yeah. sports games. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, the thing is, you know Bioware is going to get the story part right, and that was one of the areas lacking in uh, Destiny, and uh, Destiny really nailed the gameplay, but the story's been a little so-so. You know Bioware is going to nail that, however they decide to implement it. It's their their most important aspect. I would love to see this be, if it is a Destiny game, as we all seem to be in agreement on, I... Destiny is very much an action game with a with some pretty light RPG elements. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. I would love to see this game be the opposite of that and be more of a role playing game with lighter action elements. It, it has to be in depth, right? Like the RPG elements, but it also has to be accessible, and that's that's what Destiny tried to meet. But yeah, it's not very deep. You I mean, can't go they don't. Deep. None of them said the word RPG. That's true. They said action. Um, yeah, yeah. It so makes me think maybe something more akin mm. to Jade Empire. Which was, mm. I think, the most actiony mm-hmm. Bioware game. Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, RPG mechanics, like, well, I was going to make a what I now realize was an outlandish statement, but don't uh, do that then. Yeah, I think I think you need to strike a really good balance between RPG mechanics and action mechanics in order to have gameplay that's interesting enough to sustain it for longer than a year. Yeah, the division yeah. tried right? to go a little ar- more heavy on the RPG side too, and to some extent, it was successful in it, that. It totally. was it was good in that respect, but well, like, there, if you nothing was at, unique about the gear. Really, you, right. you could get good guns, but gloves were literally just called gloves. So, like so. in the but in Destiny, so to take. To, to look at Destiny as an example, what makes Destiny so fun to play and the reason so many people play it for so long is because you, what you're doing to accomplish or to achieve and to accomplish things in the game and attain new gear is super, super fun at its core. Running, shooting, and jumping are just like the greatest things in Destiny. It feels great. So I don't know that you can make – you can probably make a RPG-heavy game with lighter action mechanics – do that, but I think you're going to have to go pretty heavy into the action. There will definitely be a progression system. What that is for a Bioware product is going to be a lot different. I was playing Mass Effect 3 last night, and if you look at what they were You were playing do, Mass Effect? Ma- yeah, big surprise. <laughs> but I was playing the multiplayer, and uh, we know uh, a lot of the design of the, the new games were kind of inspired by that and uh, how much people actually played Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. So they were able to get that really right, which make, gives me a lot of hope for any new IP that's going to be worldwide. And I was just going to bring that up, too. Like I, I would suspect, when I say heavier on RPG, lighter on action, I don't mean there won't be much action, but I, I guess I just mean a little heavier emphasis on RPG, because look at the little bit we've seen on Mass Effect Andromeda with just mobile cover and the jetpack. Like, I think that's the kind of action that we can probably mm-hmm. ex- that's the baseline level we can expect for whatever this new IP Not is. Not saying that it's like sci fi or anything. Not at all. Yeah. In fact, uh, that was the last point I wanted to bring up on this was this made me think back to uh, E3 from a couple of years ago. Remember that really weird EA E3 conference where they showed a whole bunch of sort of behind the scenes. This is stuff we're working on. Trailers and yeah. games that had no names. So there that was, was a, that was the first time they showed the Criterion, the GoPro, thing, GoPro, yeah. the video game, the game oh, that's never yeah, coming that, out. that got that never <laughs> was coming out. But there was also a, a. I was at that conference. There was a Bioware trailer that before Andromeda was officially announced showed some prototype footage of what would become Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm-hmm. And then in the second half of the trailer, which we all watched before we got on the air here to remind us, there was oh and. Our, our Edmonton studio, uh, because, of course, Andromeda is being done out of Montreal. Mm-hmm. So the Edmonton studio, which was the one responsible for the Mass Effect trilogy as well as uh, they do Dragon Age out of there. 
So Edmonton is working on this new IP that was being led by Casey Hudson. Casey Hudson has since left and is now sort of working behind the scenes at Microsoft. But uh, they, there was some a little bit of environment prototype footage of that uh, in this video. And, I, and so I wonder if it's the same thing. It showed uh, very seasonal, just outdoor time-lapse stuff, very fairly realistic not immediately sci-fi looking mm-hmm. nature scenes. It looks like it could have been on Earth. Yeah, it could have yeah. been. Yeah. It definitely looked like that. So I do wonder if whatever this game that's coming out in by March of 2018 is, that, if it's that project yeah. or di- if Casey Hudson's departure forced a, you know, if that ended up necessitating a reboot or serious Or if this is and, what the canceled Shadow Realms ended up becoming. That was out of Austin, though. Was out of us. Yeah, that was that was happening that from game, in the also. Awesome I mean, studio. like, I mean, never. I wouldn't. I would never say never, right? But like, what we saw of Shadow Realms appears to be very, very different. Yeah, that I'm was yeah. glad they canceled that game. Well, it was more of a. It was a four v one in that very brief window with Evolve and we uh, saw it at Gamescom. Yeah, Fate, Fate of Legends, yeah. where you could play it yeah. at Gamescom. Yeah. Notice I remember that, being yeah. very surprised because I was again I was at that Gamescom and I remember I think. I can't remember who was there playing the game, but like I, I, I remember being surprised that that was a Bioware game. Yeah, because it did not feel or look like. Well, one. it's it was wasn't it sort of meant to be a bit more of uh, almost like like a D and D module? Yeah, kind I of think thing? so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was uh, or like a weird twist on. I mean, because this was kind of like at the beginning of the rise of MOBAs. Yeah, like, a little bit yeah, more maybe. MOBA. True. It's funny. Oriented. There are three major four v one multiplayer games that come to mind evolve shadow realms and fable legends i didn't go two of them got canceled and the other one had support uh, for it did, did it, it's gone well. it's dead now yeah i don't think we'll be seeing any more 4v1 no. games but that is uh, this is also interesting there. that they say that we're going to have it by the end of the fiscal year which is march 31st 2018 so i don't know if this is gonna be a fall game or sort of the same window as mass effect e3 reveal year. yeah mm-hmm. yeah good. and and so that's actually what i wanted to move on to next was uh, more from this EA conference call. Star Wars Battlefront 2, although not called 2 specifically, was also mentioned on that Q3 earnings call. Uh, the new Battlefront game is due out this holiday, which we all assumed, and it has, quote, more heroes and characters than the original game and takes place not only in multiple locations, which is expected, but also across multiple eras within the Star Wars universe. So do you guys think this is just ind- indicative of prequel, or are we we're going uh, to seven, eight, nine. They're, they're going to go all out, right? Or I, mean, I think yeah. you won't. Right? I think you won't see seven, eight, nine characters and locations until you see seven, eight, nine out. So definitely seven. That's already out, right? Yeah. By the time this comes out, will eight have released? Do we know? Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably. No, uh, this no, will because uh, eight's December, like late yeah. December. So. Okay, so but I mean, didn't they? You can have eight DLC. Right. They'll have eight something. Right. Um, I don't think this is going to be prequels as in the prequel films, but I think this might be Clone Wars and, and Rebel stuff. Which yeah. It's a good thought as well. You know, We actually ran a really interesting Star Wars feature article the other day about how uh, Star Wars' prequel universe, and again, not the prequel specifically in terms of the films, but just like all of the history that is involved with the Star Wars universe prior to the movies is so rich and vast that they could really explore any nook and cranny of it and come up with something awesome. Like just the history of the Jedi, for instance, instance would be that's right for a game for sure yeah. right for at least dlc or whatever story uh, old republic kind of hits on that but it's not canon anymore right so, which yeah. is sad mm-hmm. uh mitch dyer if you're out there mitch mitch owes me in and out lunch <laughs> because we had an on-air bet long-time listeners can look back mitch said there will never be a sequel to Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront. He said he thought it would just keep iterating, and they would there just keep never out, will be. They'd keep putting out DLC packs. And how, what many, happened you, how many IGN people are going to make that <laughs> argument at a game? I've done it with Destiny. Well, Mitch has done it with the well, uh, the Mitch Star Wars. The, the, the Mitch one especially. Vince? Mitch left IGN and now writes at Motive, one of the studios who is working on Battlefront. <laughs> so. Very much got that one wrong. So good. <laughs> I'm sure Vince has made a similar uh, argument Vince about something. Owes me, I believe it's a, two. I, a steak dinner <laughs> over as soon as Destiny Two is official because he made the same bet with me. I said there would absolutely be a Destiny Two, and he said no way. They're just going to do the you know evolve the platform thing. Sean owes still so many that. steaks. <laughs> I still think I'm going to be, it's gonna be so Destiny good. Two. And Zach Ryan, I he bet me. 
that Zelda Breath of the Wild wouldn't be a day one launch title Ooh, for the yeah. Switch. Ooh, that's not good. He owes me in and out too, so I'm not going to have to pay for food yeah. for a while. This you're, is... like, you're like wimpy. <laughs> I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. No one in our audience gets Shout that out to wimpy, wimpy fans. Uh, so, yeah, but we miss you, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Please come and visit. Now, all of this EA news leads me to bring up an interesting topic. I feel like we now have enough to really speculate and have a pretty good idea of what EA's E3 press conference is oh, going to yeah. be this year or EA Play conference since they're not officially a part of E3 anymore. They're uh, out in Hollywood this year. So guys, what oh, do you Wait, really? Yeah, they're continuing same thing as last year. No, but I mean is it still going to be next door like at LA? No, it's it's out in Hollywood, <sighs> which is terrible for us logistically, yeah, but yeah. it won't matter for anyone watching. Else so EA's E3 press conference this year Tell me if I'm missing anything, because I think we can look forward to huge blowout on Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah. At least a tease, if not a substantial gameplay demo, from this new Bioware IP. That'll be the closer. You think it'll be the closer? No, you close a strong franchise open with uh, something new. All right. I agree with you. I, well, or Microsoft opens with Call of Duty or, yeah, or Gears. Or your, big, yeah. your, your new IP set yeah, that's true. after opening with a big known product so the new bioware ip the reveal and maybe it'll just be a tease maybe it'll be a lot more it could be a big demo there battlefront 2 got to figure got to figure that's the the king of this conference Mm -hmm. the new need for speed which they mentioned on this conference call as well they've taken an extra year of development time that's uh criterion has been in all right pardon me that's now um what are they called marty ghost yes ghost ghost which is some x criterion people they run that uh, and then you'll have the sports block, which you can count on every year. Uh, Madden. I'll uh, bring FIFA. out some sports guy. I don't know. There, they <laughs> did say there's going to be a new UFC game this year. And NBA Live well, for, is returning this year. So we'll see how that it. goes. And then I figure the EA started. Now they've got this EA Originals umbrella. Uh, we know a sequel to Unravel is happening. So yeah. wonderful to see good old our friend Yarny again at, at E3. He's old buddy. And then that, that game they showed it. The conference this past year, which we haven't seen since, Faye. That, that, that game went off the grid. It totally looks cool, though. Like yeah, it looks cool. Wise. You forgot Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, maybe. You're right. Garden Warfare 3. Yeah. 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 You're right. So that's that's probably another one to throw in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, a tease at some of the other Star Wars stuff going on, whether it's uh, the Amy, Amy, Amy Hennig's game? game or mm, yeah. uh, the Stieg's game at Respawn. Oh, yeah. Well, good her game's one. probably Star Wars, right? What? It, her, oh yeah, we saw that yeah, little yeah, yeah. Yeah, Star Wars. That's little snippet of it. Yeah, I would imagine we see that. I mean, we saw a snippet of it at least maybe in one of those dev diary things that we see more. Right. Of mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I mean, I think EA's got themselves a pretty good press conference lined up. Yeah. Should be some really interesting stuff to watch. I'm always really impressed. I've gone to EA's conference the last like three years working for IGN, and it's always such a huge spectacle. Like it's awesome. Yeah, yeah well, EA's conferences tend to get. They they get a lot of flack online because people don't oh, yeah. like seeing the sports stuff. Yep. You know the reality is, you know the, the hardcore fans watching it don't want to see that, but it's important for EA. I mean that's a FIFA. that is the biggest part of their business, yeah. bar none. So they do I need think to show the it. Biggest video game in the world, FIFA. FIFA? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, it's the biggest sport in the world. It's. I mean, I guess maybe League of Legends is technically the that makes sense, <laughs> but no, or some like weird mobile game. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. someone who loves competitive games, League of Legends is not a sport. We're not talking about sports. Not- We're just talking about biggest games. Oh. Were you just saying biggest sports game? Well, I thought you made the argument that I said talking it was the biggest, biggest games. Yeah, biggest I think game. We're all on the you same said page. it was the biggest sport. I feel like we just spoke out of order. Yes. <laughs> That'll work. You're right. So, uh, so yeah, let, let's see. Bookmark this segment and come back in uh, five how wrong months. We were. <laughs> and see how wrong we were. Exactly right. Uh, next, gentlemen. Marvel who, of course, is owned by Disney now, and Disney's decided that they're not going to publish and really put money into their own video games. Instead, they're going to go the LucasArts circa 1999 to 2004 route of licensing out their IPs. Like, great devs make great games. I'm yeah. fine with that. I mean, the the single best era of LucasArts ever was when LucasArts was adopting that strategy, and they gave Raven the chance to make Jedi Knight 2, and they gave mm-hmm. Bioware the chance to make Knights of the Old Republic, and... Uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 from yep. Obsidian. So Marvel has signed a multi-game deal with Square Enix, who they already do have a business relationship with because of Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first – it's a multi-game partnership starting with an Avengers game 
made by Crystal Dynamics and IDOS Montreal, due out in 2018. Who made Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Uh, that was Raven. Yeah, it was Raven. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I think it'll be something like that. Like that's my guess. We've with seen Crystal one Dynamics. Trailer. I don't think so. Well, we've seen one trailer, right? It's the Avengers. It's, it's I don't. It's, I don't know. It's like a tease. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's actually a pretty cool tease. It's like yeah. this big 4K trailer. You see uh, all their weapons and stuff. Yeah, like a broken Iron Man arm, and then like Thor's hammer sitting in the rubble, and then the shield, like, uh, Captain America's shield, like with sparks flying. There's a on there's it a light stuff. that flashes a couple times, and we thought it was Morse code, and so we tried to figure out Morse code. And also, oh, that's Andrew what that email I, was about. Andrew and I don't know Morse code. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Just I don't either. For the audience out there, the emails that us video people get sometimes from editorial teams. Does are anyone hilarious. know Morse code? <laughs> Andrew Goldfarb in my inbox yesterday morning, like, hey, I know this is a long shot, but do you guys speak Morse? Like, do you know how to read morse and i was like what is this <laughs> why is this so that's what it was no. for that's what um, it was for yeah i think the interesting thing about this well also the second part of this is that kotaku reported on uh, a rumor and kotaku gets things right very often that uh deus ex is currently on hiatus as a franchise and that uh Adas montreal is also working on a guardians of the galaxy game that's cool which would make that the second guardians of the galaxy game under this new marvel games banner the telltale this one being right? telltale yeah. yeah and then yeah the other games under it are marvel versus cap and uh, the Spider-Man PS4 game. Uh, I, I find this interesting because IDOS currently, if they are working on Guardians of the Galaxy and helping out with the Avengers game and like Kotaku also reported the League Shadow, of the, Shadow Tomb Raider. of the Tomb Raider, it's a lot of games. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, the I would suspect that a lot of the people that made up the Thief 14, the Thief reboot, are are knee deep in this because you know the, the deus ex mankind divided team just, just shipped yeah. so but the the thief crew had been you know thief shipped in or in fact it was three years four years ago wait what if it was 2014 sorry thank you three years ago three years ago which is a long time so yep. they've probably been in pre-production and, and now full production on on this what, uh, what if that trailer was for go avengers Oh, yes. I, mean, I, I, I totally think the work on that's uh, Square Enix Montreal. <laughs> yeah, but I totally think they're yeah. like we're going to get a Marvel. That would Logan. be that would be so. one of the properties. Like we're 100 going to Marvel. Logan. I, Those games are great. I need yeah. more of the Go games in my life. They're my favorite mobile games, yeah. bar none. Yeah. Um, I really want another, either another Hitman Go or just more added to the game so that's good. there. It's so good. You guys were talking a little bit about this on Beyond yesterday, mm-hmm. but like it was really a lot of these mo- these Marvel superhero mods and like GTA that kind of opened up our understanding about like what potentially these games could be because oh, it's yeah. crazy that we haven't gotten considering how big Marvel and superheroes are right now in yeah. pop culture that we haven't gotten a straight up superhero action game yeah. that's so by like a triple A developer. Yeah. There there was one. There was Hulk Ultimate Destruction, which they've tried That's to do way back. Yeah. Way back. Which was, it was, it was, was a great. smart idea. Fantastic game. Spider Man two was also really yeah. good. And there was Spider-Man also this movie. like really highly acclaimed one called Superman sixty four. <laughs> <laughs> that one was bad. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, there hasn't been a big AAA one under sort of the Disney banner. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. which is you know that's Disney is taking care of these things. Like Disney understands the power of a brand, mm-hmm. and so for them, I think it was we're not going to get into this until we feel comfortable. It's not, a co- it's not a comic property, but one of the Xbox games uh, for free right now is Force Unleashed. That one actually wasn't bad. That was a step in the right direction <laughs> for Disney properties. I mean, but it wasn't Disney at the time. Yeah, I know. Thing. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, I know that like the Star Wars like that. I know that the Star Wars license is under EA right now for video game development. But just like this opens up the potential for other Disney properties and other Disney franchises to go to developers all around the world. I love that. I love giving it to good developers. That's what I said. You said I'm all for good developers developing good games under their banner. Like, what do you think? uh, Not Hideo Kojima. Wrong guy. uh, Hideki Kamiya. Jedi game might look oh, like oh, now that he's not working on Scalebound. Oh, that's, <laughs> think still, about what's that so that perfect, right? Uh, oh, yeah, awesome. that would be so perfect. Mm-hmm. Please, please, if any video game executives, <laughs> Jedi, please, a Jedi action game. That'd be cool. Then he wouldn't have to suffer the the uh, not you know only having like his transformers sell and and legend of Korra and, legend and of Korra. his his good original ips yeah. being un, relatively unnoticed oh that's such a good idea i'm so glad you're on this week why'd you say that no you just that's never gonna happen though no, we're sad but you can hope marty <laughs> don't let hope die a new hope but <laughs> now we've transferred the blame 
So we, we put it out there. Sean yeah. put it out there. It's not our fault if this doesn't get made anymore. Yeah. Nailed it. It's Disney's fault. <laughs> it's their fault. Bob Iger's watching this episode. <laughs> hmm. Not that Sean fellow's got a sharp young mind. I think I'll green light this project. Bob Iger? Yeah, me and Caleb. I think so. That's... Me and Caleb went out to Japan to visit Hideki Kamiya one time. He seems like a Iger cool gonna, dude. Iger, make this happen. Next time I go out there, I'll be like, I heard Disney wants you to make it. Would you make it? And then he'd be like, <laughs> yes. And I'll be like, Disney, I heard that Kamiya-san wants to make it. We'll connect them via our... Oh, Cupid. Yeah. Video game Cupid. That's right. Yeah. Hey, that's how business works yeah. sometimes, It man. is the month for that right now. Uh, finally this week, former longtime creative director, creative force on Grand Theft Auto, who's also credited with uh, Red Dead Redemption as well, Leslie Benzies, you remember he had a very, very public falling out. Uh, well, not, not in the moment, but the sort of aftermath, the lawsuit-laden aftermath mm-hmm. uh, with Rockstar. He went on sabbatical, never came back. There was a, you know, he said, she said, it got ugly. Season seven of Mad Men. Yeah. Well, he is, uh, he's back. And he's making games using Amazon's free game engine called Lumberyard. It's the games called Everywhere. It's a mobile game. It's a temporary title, and there are no further details currently known, uh, except Benzies did reveal that his studio has a long-term vision for the title with the goal to, quote, create a platform where players can be entertained and also entertain others while blurring the lines between reality and a simulated world. Mobile game. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. Pokemon Go. The first style thought that came game. to my mind was not one I should share on the air. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Mine was uh, uh, Pokemon Go and uh, what's that? Second Life. Yeah. Well, Second Life. I definitely thought yeah. augmented reality first, yeah. right? Um, but what is Lumberyard? Do we know about? Well, this? that's, that's just the technology. The, no, I know, but yeah. I mean, like, has you that been used what for Amazon anything? Game what is studios it? are using? No, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they like we were game. we were talking about this, this yesterday. Literally Ryan, the first Ryan time Andrew, and I were like, we, what? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Oh yeah, like, Lumberyard. I, well, I didn't know that Amazon had any. Well, you just—it's one of those like, why not use Unity or Unreal or or because it's for a mobile. The, game. the thought I had that's, was those are not mobile. You're generally you create a new engine or a tool when you when engines out in the world can't do a particular thing that you want to do for your. Well, game. this like, one is that the case with mobile th- games? This clearly does because the whole this whole vision of player you know lot sounds like lots of players connecting whether that's in an, in an mmo sense or not but i'm guessing this lumberyard tech from amazon must be built for that mm. but what i was saying yesterday is you're leslie benzies yeah you have every major grand theft auto game and a red dead redemption to boot on your resume you could get literally any major game publisher on the planet to give you a blank check to start a studio, to make a game, I just—I'm not saying obviously he's wrong, or I—I'm just a well, little surprised. A, a Koji mask deal. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm very surprised that this is the route that he has chosen to go, and maybe, but maybe he just <clears throat> wanted to get away from the. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of those. AAA. I can totally understand being someone at that height of creative creative level and success, like not really seeing any of that as being a challenge. Like he's been there, done that. Blank check games, right. five, six, seven year long development cycles. Like he's probably like, okay, well, what am I going to do that interests me? What about this AR stuff? No yeah. one's broken this ground is, there yet. If this yeah. is Pokemon Go, but with crimes, <laughs> the news stories are going to be so annoying. It's <laughs> oh, going to be God. so annoying. <laughs> like you're. At oh the my God, of- we're going to we're going to have to talk about Joseph Lieberman again. It's, <laughs> Don't it's say his awful. name three times. Just. Ugh. So the the it's a working title, but the title is the working title is everywhere. God, and I think yeah. they're everywhere. New stories. <laughs> <laughs> I I know I'm reading into it, but it sure does sound like a thing that you're probably going to be able to interact with from your phone anywhere. Doesn't everywhere. it? Everywhere and everywhere, or maybe that's Except part of in it. In a subway, where you don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> like Super Mario Run. Run. Yeah. That could also be part of it, and then that data goes to a console game or something like that. Where, also possible. Where it all processes. Yeah. We don't know what he's thinking. It could, look, we could literally guess anything. Mm-hmm. So. It'd but be yeah, equally I, right at this point. I, yeah. I honestly, I I will say it. Uh, everybody's mindset is different. My my thought would have been because I think. I feel like I would have just taken my GTA FU m- millions and ridden off into the sunset and said, I don't want to do this but anymore. But you say that about everything. You're always like, I'd just be on an island somewhere <laughs> yeah. or like I'd run I a wouldn't. baseball team or something. Yeah, but uh, I guess, you know, 
I'm, I, maybe I'm just lazy. Uh, I'm, in your I, spare I, time, you do another show, so I don't think you're lazy. <laughs> so. But uh, I, yeah, Leslie deciding not to ride off into the sunset and instead getting back to it, getting back into the world of video games. So it's going to be an inter- interesting one to keep an eye on for sure. I think it's fine to take a break for like a month, but then you go stir crazy. You but, need I, to That's do probably it. You know? yeah, I think I, a lot I, of I, these people are like that. Remember when like Cliff Blazinski retired? Didn't last too yeah. long. And like yeah, a, a, bunch of people, a bunch of people were like, he's going to be done forever. I was like, yeah, right. That guy, have you <laughs> talked to that dude? Like, he loves yeah. games so much. There's no yeah. way he's stepping away for longer than a few months. And guess what? He didn't. That's true. Good point. Uh, speaking of Grand Theft Auto, final note this week, just a PSA. You, Rock, Rockstar has announced that you have until March 6th to move your Grand Theft Auto online character over from the 360 to Xbox One, should you decide right. to buy GTA Five for Xbox One if you haven't. I mean, apparently you've already bought it because it's sold another gajillion copies number one on npd one Jeez. every month but just a psa 25 months you, you've got about 30 days to transfer your character over if you care destin legary yes sir what can we spend our money on this week retail nothing sorry go buy, digital, though. Go buy resident oh. evil from last week yeah digital though you have candleman the launch trailer for this looks really good yeah. it's got a it's got a Marty game slash Ryan game look to it where it's a very artistic, seemingly clever puzzle platformer of some With sort. A twist. With a twist. Candleman. You're friggin' candles. <laughs> you have to complete it before you run out of wax. There's also Seek- Subject 13, $7. Kill the bad guy, $7. Every video game. Yeah. Literally every video game. <laughs> wonder what you have to do in that one. Yeah. I wonder if they Not play Firewatch. the tropes of video games. Anyway, Journey. Uh, Wells, <laughs> Wells, $10. Doodle God Ultimate Edition, nope. $10. Oh, you on. can't put the word God next to Doodle. <laughs> doodle. Sub- Boy, one terrain. letter changes that a lot, doesn't it? Subterrain, $17. The Sun and Moon, $7. And just a little note, uh, the first Resident Evil DLC is available. Already? Uh, only on Wait, not PS4. on Xbox. Only on yeah, there's, they've got a weird... But get like, ready, Xbox, because <laughs> it's coming soon. That's what he meant to say the whole time. <laughs> free weekend for Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, this they're, weekend. If they're, doing a, they're doing a free-to-play weekend. God, that game has had such incredible legs. It's gotten more popular... I so I'll be honest. I mean, I reviewed the game. I give it a seven point nine. Love the core mechanics. It was pretty bare bones, mm. but a, but they, have, kept they have added and built onto it. Yes, and so um, it's probably a whole lot better than even the super fun game that I played a year yeah over a year ago now. So yeah, give it a give it a free look this weekend. Games with Gold, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time all month. Project Cars Digital, Digital Edition is the 16th of February to March 15th on Xbox One. Monkey Island 2 from the 1st to the 15th on 360 and 1. And Star Wars The Force, Un- Force Unleashed. The Force. Force. <laughs> February 16th to 28th on 360 and 1. Good stuff. All right, guys. Can someone, for the love of all things holy, please get on the board? Didn't Destin last I, week? I did last You did last yeah, week. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yes, Destin with one point. And based on what they guessed, I'm uh, we gonna guessed. Tie it up. We guessed. Okay. So this week's <laughs> yeah, Unlock totally. Block trivia comes to us from Kevin in Illinois, who writes in with an excellent trivia you think question. It's Kevin from Home Alone? No. I made my family disappear. <laughs> it could be. No. Could I be. I thought he was from New York. No, That's the no, se- they, they visit to New York. To New York. Oh. They visit New York. No. The second one. Right. Lost in New York. So John Hughes, all of his, yeah. all John Hughes movies takes place <laughs> outside of Chicago. Uh, I did not know this one. This is a good one. And Destin, pressure's on you to get this because it's a Crackdown question. We all know you played <laughs> Crackdown 3. I, I like Crackdown 3 and the original <laughs> Crackdown. I didn't play much of two. I've played like 10 minutes of no two. No one played two. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, uh, So Kevin from Illinois get- is going to win himself a prize. Uh, a really nice prize pool amassing right now, thanks to the generosity of all of you guys. There's still plenty of codes for Gears 1, 2, 3, or Judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a couple of figurines that I was sent, little, these cool little figurines for South Park, the Stick of Truth, so they're in their, their uh, characters there. Uh, I've got a three-disc Grand Theft Auto V soundtrack. You know, the GTA soundtrack's good stuff. I've got a boxed a disc copy of, of Rainbow Six Siege. Wow. Uh, Rainbow Six Vegas 1 or 2 download codes. And thanks to Albert Menefee Fourth. A copy of Dishonored 2. And you know what, Ryan? For everybody, they can try at Rainbow Six Seeds this weekend. They can. <laughs> but one, but 
and then Kevin decide from if you Illinois, want that price. Yeah, could could yeah, give it a try this weekend and decide if he wants to keep the game and get get a full one from us. So a lot of good prizes up for grabs if you send in your Xbox trivia question as Kevin did. And Kevin asks you guys, what was the original crackdown? So crackdown one uh, for the 360, of course. What was it known as in Japan? It's Japanese title. Was it called Super Agent, Clean Streets, Strength Force, or Riot Act? Okay. Uh, we've all written down. So, yeah. I mean, three of these sound made up to me. They all sound made up to me. Some, you know, sometimes games get funny mm-hmm. titles in different regions, uh, or at least funny relative to their their sort of title in another region. I'm going to go to Sean first. We haven't, we don't. This is your first crack at the Unlock Block trivia ah, segment first this year. Crack, yeah. I went with first a crack down. Super Agent. Super Agent. Marty also said a Super Agent, and I have zero confidence behind that answer. So the options were Super Agent, Clean Streets, Strength Force, which I almost uh, went with, time. but I but I went with the one that didn't have an S in it, Riot Act, because it was the most of a departure from what Crackdown is. All right. Well, whether your logic was absurd or not, you did land on the correct answer. Yeah. Yeah. God. Out to a two-point lead, Marty still with a donut on the board for the year. Me too, I think. Well, th- well we didn't th- do it that one. Yeah, you didn't play when All it right. was gone. So Feeling good about uh, this year. Marty, zero. Alana, zero. Uh, Brandon Tyrell was on once. He's got zero. And now I'm adding Sean. Shark, zero as well. Don't count me out. <laughs> I'm not, nobody's counting you out. It's, it's only Thanks, Kevin from Illinois. <laughs> so, yeah, good job to Kevin. Uh, if you would like to play along and thus win one of the aforementioned prizes, please send your Xbox trivia question. Include four multiple-choice answers, and please note the correct one in your email. And email that to unlocked at IGN.com. Let's go. Let's go have lunch, shall we? Yeah, I'm hungry. Sean, I'm going to go to you. Where can we find you? What are you working on? Follow me on Twitter at ShotByFinnegan. I had a really cool feature go up the other day that I worked on with Terry from the LA team. It's about how big big movie franchises have dealt with... uh, uh, major actor deaths. It's a little bit of a morbid piece, but it's nice to remember how these people contributed to these big pop culture franchises that endure over time. Yeah. So if you want to kind of, you know, in, in light of, you know, Carrie Fisher passing on and Star Wars having to face this very thing, like mm-hmm. I think a little bit can be learned about how they might deal with yeah, this. So it's a, a cool feature. feature. Check it out. That's what I've been working on. Marty? Uh, you can follow me at McBiggity. Uh, the biggest thing in the last week was uh, the studio tour we did uh, in Japan of yes. Productions. So good. Um, so, yeah, check that out. Uh, there's a written piece as well of a, uh, as a video. Uh, that office is insane. Like what? In a, in a really good way. Uh, like super fancy? Cool. Oh, yeah, super fancy. There is a uh, – <laughs> you have to enter a hallway that he described as a womb. And you're being uh, burst and leaving behind the, the pressures of the outside world and entering a creative space. And the only thing in it is, is a, an astronaut. Is a giant statue of an astronaut skeleton. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's well, uh, mm-hmm. bright white lights on uh, the entirety of the floors and the ceiling. Uh, now I'm watching that video. It's, it's really cool. Destin? Uh, yeah. So if you are excited about Injustice – be sure to be on IGN 9 a.m. this Oh, Thursday. we're announcing this. Why not? All right, it's fine. hours before Why the not? reveal. Uh, check it out. Uh, you're going to be really excited. I'm not going to say on the show. You're going to have to come back at 9 a.m. to know which character we're revealing. But check it out. And then uh, separately, also, uh, if you want to watch me stream stuff, twitch.tv slash Destin channel every Tuesday and Thursday at 8. Is it Batman? Not, we're not that character's you. revealed. <laughs> we're not that character's sh- revealed. We're not telling Is you. Is it Alfred Pennyworth? <laughs> that character's not revealed yet. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be uh, weird if Alfred was in the game. He's in the comics. Beats up Superman. <laughs> Alfred? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he beats him up with his cane. He kicks the crap out of Superman. What? How's that? What? Okay. It happens in the comics. Don't I'll explain it to you. It's crazy. <laughs> huh. See, they all have a pill that gives them superpowers. And just get uh, they, is that true? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what happens. actually true. <laughs> Doing, the, I'm doing the Picard. <laughs> I have to Picard. justify how everyone can stand toe to toe with Superman somehow. Yeah, so recreational drugs. Injustice is great. <laughs> can I get that pill? <laughs> uh, all right, you can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. And the big thing I wanted to mention this week that I'm I thought was a really great conversation. The newest episode of IGN Unfiltered, which is my once a month interview show, long form. Just buckle up for an hour. It's on iTunes. Would love it if you'd watch the video. Uh, which is on YouTube or IGN.com. Fergus Urquhart is my guest this month, and he, of course, is responsible for some of the greatest Western RPGs of our lives. Uh, He was the head of Black Isle, 
and now the head of Obsidian Entertainment. He's got a million stories. Uh, the one I'll just point out for the Xbox audience specifically, Obsidian was working on a on an Xbox One launch game that was going to be an RPG called Stormlands, and it got canceled. And he tells a very, very interesting, if you really want to know the sort of politics and how the sausage gets made of video games, it's a really, really interesting story. So do. please check out the newest episode of IGN Unfiltered, as I said, on on uh, ideally watch a video but it's also on itunes for you if you like as well gentlemen thank you as always this was unlocked to uh 281 i need to start figuring out Alan, for 300. Drum, next episode you're right yeah <laughs> yes coming up next week we'll have to do something we won't do anything that's fine but <laughs> we'll have to say palindrome at the beginning for the shark the cardigan and two point lead legary <laughs> and and, and t- Mr. Two Point. Uh, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Unlocked, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> All right. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.